Hey ladies and gents, if you're listening, welcome again to Wifely Wisdom. So today we will be discussing forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness, y'all. One of the main ingredients, one of the key components to the marriage sauce, forgiveness, forgiving your spouse and the importance of it. So important, guys. Um, So as we know, you know, in marriage, things happen and marriage is not always good. Okay. There's not always the, the, the great days. And I pray that the rest of your marital days be good in Jesus name for those who are married, but we can speak at least for the past. There were, there were some downs. Okay. (laughs) There was some good times and you know, that there were some bad, right. There were some bad times. So we want to definitely, um, deal with that and really discuss forgiveness. Okay. Now, bef- now we all know what forgiveness is, but let's really discuss and and go in and talk about why it's important to forgive and the dangers of unforgiveness. Because once again, there are you know there are dangers for this thing. You know, forgiveness is not you know an exception. It's not an option. It's a requirement. In fact, I, this is not just in marriage, but in life. You have to forgive anyone okay it's important we are not god over our lives and not forgiving them you're trying to hold something against them and that that right there that's prideful but i want to read a scripture and y'all know i don't play about that because we will be putting scriptures in this so that you can you know you at least have something to back up what i'm saying right so this is one um i know a lot of people um, know these. So these are two scriptures I want to um, bring up. The first one is Ephesians chapter four, verse 32. And it says, and be kind to one another, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So once again, it says, and be kind to one another, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So you have to be kind to one another, forgiving one another, just like God forgave you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But here's the other one, Matthew chapter six, verse 15. Um, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So that's a big deal. So you have the first one in Ephesians where, you know, as God is basically letting us know that we have to forgive us because God forgave us. If God forgive, if God forgave us, we have to forgive other people. And in Matthew chapter six, verse 15, God is saying, Jesus is telling us that if you don't forgive people, God won't forgive you. That's deep. That's real. That's like, imagine you're, um, imagine there's something that you did wrong and that's blocking a blessing for you. Okay. And you're repenting, but you refuse to forgive someone who did something, who dealt treacherously with you. And I want to use the word treacherously because I want to really emphasize the importance of forgiving that it does not matter the offense. And there are some offenses that people have done to you that are very serious and they are really bad. There are certain people, there are people who have gone through um, things and have told me their stories and yet they are forgiven. Because they understand that this is deeper than the person. See, we want God to forgive us for what we have done. If you and and it even says in the word, and I didn't write the scripture down, but the in the word it says that who thinks if they if you think that you're without sin, you're deceiving yourself. You're clearly lost. Something is wrong there in the mind. You're deceiving yourself. So we all have something that we have to repent for. And we also understand, and this is in the word too, that, that a, a, a heart of repentance brings forth fruit. So when you're looking for your blessings, they can be held up because either one, you didn't repent or two, your um, God didn't hear your, your repentance because you haven't forgiven the person who has harmed you or wronged you or did not do right by you. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Forgiveness is not always not easy, especially in marriage. So there are a lot of times that we have not forgiven our spouse for things and imagine that that's what's holding up blessings. Now, did you know that if you it's like if you say someone just dealt treacherously with you, right? 
You could be potentially holding up a blessing for them. Their life could be held up because you have not forgiven them because you have not dropped that charge against them. And it could be easy to be, you know, some could feel like, oh, well, that's what they deserve. But what you for and but what we've forgotten and according to Matthew, going right back to Matthew, what is it? Matthew um, 615. That means that not only are you holding up something for them, but you're holding up something for yourself. And I want to delve into that a little bit later because that's that's real and that really does get into some to some heart issues and some bitterness. But I did want to go and I wanted to go back to the Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 and be kind to one another, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. See, we have to forget no one is perfect and especially in marriage. And I want to go, you know, I want to stay in the marital lane for a second here, especially in relationships. And if you're engaged or courting, you know, this is important. Marriage is not meant to be easy. You have to be kind to one another. You have to be kind to your significant, your significant, um, other, you have to be forgiving to them. You have to, if you ask any couple who have been married, (laughs) successfully okay I'm not talking about the ones who live apart you know they're those (laughs) but I'm talking about the ones who are married who are successfully married one of the things they tell you when you ask for advice and I'm talking about the ones you you, I'm talking about them 25 year marriages right them 40 year marriages them 50 year marriages they will always say you have to be you have to forgive you have to forgive It doesn't matter. If you decide to be in this relationship, you have to forgive. See, the enemy will trip the people up and thinking that it's cute to hold on to unforgiveness, but it's not. What are some examples of unforgiveness? Uh, Let's see. Infidelity, right? Infidelity. That's a big one. A lot. There are a lot of marriages that are suffering because the, you know, as we're, you know, and I'm sure, you know, there are women too, but we're, this is wifely wisdom. So bear with me as I say, you know, wives, because wives have, have d- stuck around when their husband has cheated on them in the past. And so the situ, the wives then become, they don't, there's that part of them that no longer trust them anymore. That part of that trust has died. Literally, they have not forgiven them. And while they still may be there, the man knows that their wife is not the same. They know that. (laughs) They know the wife is not the same. The wife knows that. She's officially hurt, broken, um, and and she has guarded herself against her husband and not allowed um, a certain amount of love to get to him because he, he completely violated her trust. What's another example? Uh, say, for instance, your husband lost all you know your, your money um, without telling you. You know that is a violation of trust as well. You know he might have done something behind your back, or you you put trust in him, feeling like he was this great. You know he had this great financial sense, and he completely just dropped the ball, right? Or let's even say you warned him, you and he completely just disregarded what you said and dropped the ball and lost all your money. And so because of that, y'all are y'all had to drop means and have experienced shame and embarrassment going from you know a mansion to the projects, you know, like you know, just reversing. Um that that could you know that can open the door for unforgiveness. Um, what else? What else is an example of unforgiveness? Your spouse being rude. You know, just plain rude. Hitting below the belt. Saying things to you or doing things that will purposely get you angry. Um, you know that these are all uh, these are all things now there's some deeper situations but i want you to know no matter how deep and how wretched and how terrible it is they still fall under the umbrella of what that you have to be you have to forgive them for it no one ever said forgiveness was easy right um we look at you know, no one ever said that. No one ever. In fact, Jesus made it very clear that forgiveness wasn't easy because look at what he did when he forgave us. Look at what was happening to him when he forgave us. 
I mean, imagine nails going into your hands, being spit on, stripped naked, persecuted, shamed, embarrassed, mocked um, by people who you love more than anybody could love them. They're doing this to the Messiah. And in his last, and, and, and as he's nails on the cross, he cried out, forgive them for they don't know what they've done. So it may, listen, when you, I love the book of Luke and I always, you know, encourage people to read it because Jesus gave us the blueprint. No one said forgiveness was supposed to be easy. That's the entire reason why Jesus gave that warning. Listen, you have to forgive. It doesn't say except for, um, other than, you know, it said you have to forgive because if you don't, your prayers won't, God won't forgive you. It's very important, you know, it really is. And, you know, it's, you know, and, and now, you know, with marriage, it's a little deeper because, you know, we've talked about expectations, disappointments and all of those things. But the truth of the matter is, is if you like, say, for instance, it's a friend or a um, family member, an acquaintance that did something to you let's say they did something to you and you know depending upon the offense you just you know you may distance yourself from them for a while cool off you know really forgive them come back and then you know y'all keep y'all keep it pushing you know you go forth and you and you move forward as if it you know never happened really and y'all you may have forgiven and the person may have apologized you really move forward but in marriage, that's not the case. You can't just distance yourself from your spouse. That's the, that, that is what the enemy wants you to do. See, when marriage, you're supposed to be on one accord. You're supposed to be one. The enemy wants nothing more but for a house to be divided. Because as we know, when a house is divided, it cannot stand. See, this is not, you know, this is your husband. This is, or, or you know, your wife. This is not a friend. This is not an acquaintance. This is not a business partner. This is not an employee. This is not a mentor or a mentee. This is not a cousin or an uncle or parent. No, this is your husband. So you don't have the opportunity to... um distance yourself. In fact, you know, it's so funny because the pastors at my church, they had preached this a few weeks ago and it's so true. In fact, it, you have, you should really deal with all problems before sundown. Imagine that, that takes discipline and forgiveness. You have to have forgiveness to do that. Um, and you, so imagine, like I said, if you're, you know, with friends and family, you can, you know, you can distance yourself, but you, with your husband, he could have done something super, you know, wrong. And then you have to just look at him in his face and then you looking at him and he's looking at you and you looking back at him and he, he looking back at you and you like, what's going on? Another thing. And another, a lot of wives, I, I know this to be true, right? Because I was one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let, let's keep it a buck. <laughs> let's keep it real. I was one of them. We're waiting for an apology. We're waiting for an apology. We, we, we just want our husbands to apologize. Please, you know you did wrong. Just come. To, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pout my lips up and I'm going to ignore you. And I'm going to try to put on this, 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 this um, facade that I don't want to deal with you. But the truth of the matter is, as women, we just want an apology. And if you're a man listening, please go and apologize to your wife. But if you're a wife, understand that may not happen and you have to be OK with that. Forgiveness is not contingent upon if someone apologizes to you. That includes your husband. And as a matter of fact, especially your husband. You he may not apologize even if he's so wrong and he and they can be wrong and strong. That still does not mean you that they will apologize. You have to let that go. It is one of the most freeing things one can do. Because what happens is you, 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 it's almost like you make your, it's like you give, you've given power to an, to the words, I'm sorry. You've given your power to that. And so what happens is it, it almost, the enemy almost, it's like it stops to them from apologizing even more. See, we have to get to that place that when we put and so remember, if you have not already, y'all, please listen to my first full episode, Flee from Idolatry in Your Marriage. It's the truth. Because when you put God first, those I'm sorry's they can't make you and they can't break you. See, you appreciate it because you like, oh wow, I you know, I have a good one. He is apologizing to me. You 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 acknowledge you're wrong, you humbled yourself. 
but it won't break you. It won't mess up your mood. And then I know in the, uh, I can't remember the other episode when we talked about um, dying to ourselves really is important. But you have to be able, you have to die to yourself for so many things. And that includes forgiveness. It's important. You know, I understand as a wife, you want that apology. You know, some, not everybody, not every man is going to do it for now. Because guess what? If you're listening to this, oh, we're going to get, oh, let me tell you something. The prayers of a woman, of a righteous wife, of a godly wife. Oh, let me tell you something. Oh, they're going to be apologizing with you. And, and as soon as, if your man does not apologize, and as you are taking the instructions of this um, podcast, and you've been listening and praying and following them directions, honey, you better let me know when he apologizes so we can rejoice together, okay? Because that is a testimony in itself. So yeah, forgiveness is important. It does not matter. It's not contingent upon anything. You have to do it. It's really important. Um, the reason why, right? So we, we, we discussed one of the reasons, uh, which is really the number one reason, because you don't, if, if you're not forgiving somebody and God won't forgive you, I mean, that's a short way to hell, you know, <laughs> you want to complete, you know, that's number one, but also forgive unforgiveness leads to bitterness and bitterness is like poison. It's like rotten to the bones. Bitterness leads to hate. And by this point, that's the reason. See, God does not see. Here's the deal. God does things for our protection. He understands the devices of the enemies. He knows the devices of the enemy probably more than the enemy knows. God understands this. So when he gives us instructions, it's not to torture us. And I probably say that every episode, but it's the absolute truth. You have to remember that. So in those moments where somebody has wronged you, your husband, your, your wife, your parents, your, your children, whomever, that you remind yourself that God has given us these instructions for our protection. And it will be, and it will do us justice. And it'll be very wise if we listen to them. Unfor- once you get into that p- unforgiveness, your prayers are no longer, you, you, God don't forgive you, right? You, you're, you're into bitterness that opens the door for, that's like rottenness to the bones. That opens the door for, to sickness. That opens the door. Some people really have failed, our health is failing because of unforgiveness, because of bitterness and, and, and hate. And by that point, the enemy has completely, you have completely open, have a wide, you, you have a door wide open to the enemy to just roam in your body and use you. And pride will have you believe that that can't happen because I know if I'm doing wrong, but you have to understand that there are people who have said that and found and realized, oh, I never know. I, I can't believe I did that. Oh, I don't believe I did that. When somebody has came to them and expressed the issues that they've had with them, you have to understand it's important. The dangers of unforgiveness are extreme because it can, it allows the enemy to just waltz right up in your heart and use it however it sees fit. And then on top of that, it can also make you, it can, your heart stays broken. See, God wants to heal our heart. But when you have unforgiveness, that blocks it. Because guess what? Not only are you filled with unforgiveness, but then you'll find that in the area where you, ha- you lack forgiveness, you'll find other people hitting you in that area. I have my own testimony. See, I had I had an issue with people coming against my character, my per, the very nature of who God created me to be, and the people there were people who who um mistreated me because of it, and I didn't forgive them. But guess what? More it kept happening. It kept happening until I had to finally forgive. I had to forgive the very the the, the and it started with the first person who did it. Now, out of respect, I won't mention it, but I'm just saying it's important that we forgive because it will open the door for other people to cause the same offense to you. It's very true. Very, very true. Uh, let's see. Unf- I'm telling you guys, unforgiveness and it, no one said like, li- seriously, it's not meant to be easy. No one ever said it was going to be easy. No one, ever, you know, God never said that. It was never said this is something that's easy, but it's something that's necessary. Very necessary. It's very necessary, y'all. I mean, super necessary. 
you have to a part of this whole journey that we're going on because it feels like a journey you know going from just putting God first to um no particular order but submission you know uh, deal dealing with overcoming fear um overcoming disappointment you know and now we're going into the area of forgiveness this is all a journey to really be free because as women as wives we have we want you know we want our prayers answered we want to deliverance we want to be freed from things that has been hurting us and you know a lot of women a lot of wives are hurt let me tell you a lot of wives are hurt. I know what I'm saying. I know I'm saying, listen, you have to forgive, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't know hear your heart. It doesn't mean God doesn't know what you're going through. God wants nothing more than for you to be free and for you to be healed. And he doesn't want you to be in sorrow and pain, crying out because you've been hurt by your husband and or anybody else for that matter. It's important you have to be healed. Now, um, one of the in what the, the truthfully, and I found this is this is really the the greatest one of the greatest methods is that when you put God first and you have that alone time with God and you go before the throne, you go before the throne and you just just let it all out and you cry it out to God. You better believe that He is comforting you. So you have to allow yes, you have to allow God to heal you, but you do have to forgive those and it don't feel good. And you have to be very specific too. there are people that have hurt you in these, in these ways and they are hurting you and they have hurt you in certain ways that, that, you know, it, you know, you may not have even told people before, but God knows and you want to start off and really start forgiving those people. Doesn't mean you have to call them to forgive them if they're not your spouse or you have to even speak to your spouse. But you want to speak to God first and allow God to lead you on how he wants you to handle it. It's very, very important. Very important. Now. How do you know you, you know, because a lot of people they have uh, they may not realize they they're har- they're harboring unforgiveness it can be tricky especially if you have not or you're not used to putting God first or being vulnerable with vulnerable with God you have probably suppressed the issue you know you probably say oh you not forgive you and move on and truthfully you haven't so what is a sign that you haven't forgiven specifically your spouse um let's say something happens to him and you really don't feel bad Let's say you almost want to laugh. You know, let's say he hurt himself truthfully. He hurt himself and you actually think it's funny. That is really a sign that there is some unforgiveness and bitterness in there and some hate. And that's the last thing you want is for the enemy to have that much access in your life and your soul. That is a, that is a clear indicator of hate. Of bitterness and unforgiveness. If your spouse has hurt himself or if something has happened to him. Right. Or let's say he has not followed the advice you have given him and then something went wrong and you learn and you actually you whether you expose because, you know, some of y'all be y'all might laugh in his face for a bit. I told you that's what you get. You know, <laughs> it's not funny, but, you know, I understand. I mean, it's not I, I understand. Not that it's right. I just, you know, I get it, but <laughs> it doesn't make it right. Some of y'all, you know, you might or you might secretly be like, mm, that's what he gets, whatever. Or, you know, whatever. Well, well, I don't know what to tell you. You want something for breakfast? You know, you want dinner? All right. Well, I'm out. You know, you don't you don't care. You don't even have the the, the compassion for him because truthfully, there is bitterness towards him. There is hate and there is unforgiveness. Really? And a house divided cannot stand. When those three factors are in the in your heart, that your house is divided. So how can you expect it to stand? One of the clear ways to get your house back in order is forgiveness. You have to forgive your spouse. And it, I know you know it's not easy because there are certain situations, there are certain situations, especially when the spouse, the spouse, your husband, is still committing the crime. He's still committing the offense. So it could be easy to, you know, it could be easy to ask the question, well, you know, Portia, how you're asking me to forgive someone who's still doing the, the, the issue. 
You're asking me to, to be all, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy with someone who's still committing the crime. But you have to remember when those questions arise up in your mind. And listen, it's, it's an honest question. You have to go back to Matthew 6.15 where God says you have to forgive those so that you can be forgiven. See, I don't know about you, but the one thing I want is I don't want God angry with me. And I don't want to be in the wrong standing with God. And you want your sins to be forgiven. See, I would... um. I would get super spiritual. I would get super deep with y'all, but that's we gonna we'll do that later on in the um, journey. But I will say what you don't want is 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 things held up, accusations held up because of something you have not been forgiven for because you have not forgot forgiven a person who has done you wrong. It's very important that you re, you really get that and truthfully and truly forgive that person. Now. <clears throat> You, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you, God wants you to forgive him, your your husband, your wife, you're that person for the for that crime too. And when I say for that crime too, it's because for in this for if you are dealing with unforgiveness, right? Or let's say you've forgiven everybody in your life, past, present, future, future, everybody in your life, past and present for what they have done, except that one thing, because you felt it was too bad, it was too too bad, they violated you, they stole your, they've done something terrible to you, you've forgiven everybody, everybody, except for that one person, and you and maybe even for that one person, you've forgiven that one person for everything except for that one offense, that one specific thing. I'm here to tell you that God wants you to forgive that person for that thing too. It's very important. I cannot it does not matter what it is. You must forgive them. You must forgive them. See, forgiveness, as I said, it, it go, breeds bitterness, which be, breeds straight hate, okay? And see, the truth of the matter is, is you want to be healed. A lot of marriage, there are a lot of marriages where um, the woman, you know, they have something against the husband. They have something against him that he has done. They hold it against him. It almost feels like ammunition, something that they could use just in case he gets out of line. Let's say he does wrong, you know, um, you know, let's say he spent all the money, right? Made a careless mistake with your finances and put y'all in a hole. And let's say, you know, actually y'all are at the point in your lives where y'all have moved past that and y'all are actually living um, quite, you know, well right now. Okay. And let's say, um, he has uh let I'm trying I'm trying to bear with me y'all. Let's say he is a um let's say for instance you're about to make a purchase and he's like, Listen, hun, I don't think that's a good idea. You whipped out that little ammunition of what he done and you you may not even say anything, but you give him a look like excuse you and then he shuts it right on up. See, that's like ammunition, but I, I I'm here to tell you today. I came here to tell you today. That there's only this that means the person, the one who accuses us and who keeps stuff and who is a legalist and keeps things against us is the devil. The devil does that. God does not do that. <laughs> Did you know that? When God, when we re- when we repent, God forgives us and forgets it. He remembers it no more. So the part that the one who's consistently trying to throw accusations at us to try to keep us bound and keep blessings from us is the devil. So when you hold those things against your spouse, you are actually act, you're like the devil. That's deep, but that is the truth. There are men and women who literally hold on to things that their significant other has done as weapons to try to keep and not even some of them know truthfully and some of them don't know. And see, we call it um, emotional abuse, but really that you're acting like the devil. That is the devil inside of you acting like that. 
if you have decided to stick with your husband or if you're the man, you decided to stick with your wife and y'all are married, then you need to let it go because you're trying to hold things against that person. That is the devil. That's Satan. That is Satan himself. God does not do that. God forgives us. God has mercy, right? God has grace. There are things that we shouldn't have gotten away with and yet we have, but the devil will try to consistently remind us, the, remind us of things that we've done. That is torment. And when you act like that, you are that, that, that is why you don't want bitterness and, and, and hate because you think, okay, well, maybe I don't have bitterness and hate, but if you hold on to something that your significant other does, clearly the devil is in your heart and you are allowing the devil to operate through you to keep your husband bound. And truthfully, that purchase, going back to the example I made, that purchase, right, could really be the the God using your husband to warn you against that purchase. And you have officially um, tried to strike back at him with accusations and torment. And you're probably also binding up his deliverance because you want him to be a changed man. But when, he, but when God is trying to change him, you're out here trying to stunt him and torment him. And then you wonder why things are not progressing in your marriage. You wonder why he's acting the same way. You're wondering why miscommunication is miscommunication is still there. It's important. And I have to say this. I've given a few examples of, you know, what some what can um, open the door for unforgiveness. But there are some deeper situations. But I'm here to tell you, if you want your, if you if you're fighting for your marriage, if you want your marriage to work and you're and y'all are still together, I do not care what the offense is. You must forgive him. So that God can forgive you and so that you're not the devil to your to your husband or if you're the man, you're not the devil to your wife trying to keep them bound by things that that God has already forgiven them for and by things that God is trying to deliver them from and you're trying to torment them with. I'm here to say that if you're not if you're if that's what you're doing, God is not pleased with you. And I mean that. And I, I, you know, I got stern with you a little bit, you know, I got a little stern, but it, I really need you to get that because there are a lot of women and men who do that, that if in the past their significant other has made a mistake, they will hold on to that mistake to try to feel like they have a one up on them. And if my goodness, if they deal with insecurities to try to feel like to try to use that against them so that they can feel more Right. You know, there's people, you know, they feel like, okay, well, at least I'm right. You know, I don't even know if this is a word, but I'm righter than you. You know, I may not be perfect, but I ain't do what you did. You know, no, you're still wrong. Okay. It's important. It's very important. You want to make sure that if that is something you have done. Hear me when I say, if that is something that you have done, if that is something that you still do, if your significant other has done something to you that has broken you down and you still harbor that uh, anger towards him and that for that particular reason, you need to hear me loud and clear. And I want you to take time after you listen to this, that you need to pray, repent, forgive him for what he has done. You want to forgive him what he has done, repent, but forgive him for what he has done. And you want to love on him. You want to then you want to now start to speak life into him. And for the and if you are a man listening, you want to speak life and you better be careful because you want to really you don't want your prayers hindered. And this is for the men. Okay, very important. Because a lot, this is something that a lot of couples do and it's so, it's so, it can be seen, it can seem as something so small because it's looked over because you figure you got past it. But the truth of the matter is this is a dangerous thing because understand when that happens, you don't, that is the enemy. The devil's not going to use it against your spouse, (laughs) For for light things, it's gonna use it's gonna use it against your spouse at times where it really shouldn't be used. At times during the deliveries, at times when they're actually right, at times where God is really working on them, at times where y'all are right and y'all are right at a blessing, at times where y'all are, y'all are headed to a marital breakthrough. So you want to make sure that you you that you get that about your heart that you allow God excuse me let me be let me you know retract that that you allow God to really heal you and deliver you from that cuz that is wicked 
very wicked. I don't care what it is. If y'all are still together, it is wicked. Don't hold, don't, don't, don't try to, don't do it. It will open the door and it will block your blessings. It will block your blessings. Okay. Now, y'all, for my women, <clears throat> God loves y'all so much. He loves you guys so much. He loves us. And he does not want us hurts because unforgiveness you you can't you can't possibly have unforgiveness and not be hurt don't allow pride to make you feel like you're okay if you if you don't forgive somebody if you have not forgiven somebody that means you're still hurt by it you've spent a lot of time crying angry upset misunderstood ashamed embarrassed but it's time for joy let God turn your morning into joy. Let, let God do it for you. Allow God to, to, to love on you and to comfort you and to heal you. He, he, he wants the brokenhearted. He wants those filled with sorrow because he wants nothing more than to see his children filled with joy and laughter. Allow God to do that for you. But I'm telling you, you have to forgive. You must forgive. That's the way you have to forgive them. You have to forgive them. So you know I'm going to pray for you. I am going to pray before we head off. But you must forgive them. Okay? It's very important. See, the thing is, with unforgiveness, is I want you to picture it. It's like you're carrying around this heavy burden. It's so heavy. And for some people, they're used to it. They're just filled with heaviness because they've carried the burden for so many years that it don't even feel, it, it feels normal to them. But the, the, the fact is, it's not. And God wants to take that burden from you. He says, cast my, your cares onto me. He said, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. Give him your heavy burdens, please. God wants to take that burden from you. But unforgiveness is basically you holding on to that burden saying, no, God, I want it. I want it. No, I want this burden. I want it. And so it's like in this, it's like spiritually you're just bent over like with, with, with heaviness all on you. And, and some of you just walk around la di da, not even realizing. And some of you know, it's heavy. And some of you have, it's been on you for so long, but God is saying today, daughter, son, I want that burden and I want you to be free and healed. See, forgiveness is the step to being healed. Some of y'all feel as though you have forgiven the person, but yet when the person's name come up or if the if someone has done something similar to what that person does or if something happens that to you... Um, that is a reminder of that person you cringe. It can make you sad. It can make you angry, upset. It can make you uncomfortable. That's a sign you haven't forgiven. We have to, we, de we declare it out of my, our mouths that we forgive this person. And we, we have, to, and it's very important. You want to be very specific. You know, you can say, I forgive so-and-so for this, 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 and this. I don't care how long it takes. You want to get that off of you. And then you allow God to heal you. Allow God to comfort you. Allow God to heal you. It's, it's so important. Allow God to heal you from, it, from all hurt that, that's, that came from that unforgiveness. I don't, it's time. You spent too long. There's some of you that spent decades upon decades holding on to something. Some of you guys are angry because you have seen the person that harmed you succeeding. And yet you, you're not. And you're so upset because so now you're filled with this, 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 this disdain, this revenge, all of these things that are not of God. And God is saying, let me heal you so that I can bless you. Allow God to heal you today, no matter what it is. Yes, for your spouse, it's important. You want your marriage to work. You want your husband. You want your wife. You want them to be everything that um, God wants them to be. You want your marriage to be glorious. You want, you want to enjoy your marriage. 
You you want to be free. You want to wake up with a smile. You ever see those commercials when they wake up and they're like, and they, or even those little cute little, um, you know, those little teenage bopper movies where they wake up and they they smile and it's like sunlight and they just rise out. It's like, you know, they stretch and they do the, like the cute little yawn, like, huh? And they're like, good morning. You know, that is possible. You can get, you can have that too. God does not want us in despair. He doesn't want you hurt and broken. He wants you filled with joy, but you have to forgive. And if you're listening to this, chances are you need to forgive your husband or someone else. All right? It's important. So I want to pray for you. You know, you know that. I want to pray for you and um, for anyone that's listening, specifically in the area of healing and hurt. So, Heavenly Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing um, with Wifely Wisdom, with this podcast, with everyone who is at listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you, God, for um, loving us enough to put this on our hearts. I thank you, God, that you have heard our cries. You've heard our whys. You've heard our whys. This isn't happening for us. You see, you've heard our tears. You've, you've seen our weeping, and now you've come to answer us. And God, I thank you. I thank you, God. I ask you today for everyone that's listening that you will heal them. If there's any person that they have not forgiven, if there's anything that they have not forgiven, God, I ask you to bring that person back into their heart that they may forgive. And God, if there's any anything that any wrong that they have done, I ask you to put it back in their heart so that they may repent. I pray, God, whatever is holding up a blessing, a breakthrough, whatever is causing unnecessary pain, depression, oppression, uh, that, that is caused by something, by disobedience. Father, today I ask you humbly, Lord, as your daughter, as your servant, God, that you will bring it back to them, God. That you will supernaturally bring it back to them so that they will remember, so that they can come to you humbly, Father God, seeking mercy and repentance and forgiving those in the name of Jesus. God, as those people, as as people who weep, God, those who are weeping, those who are crying, I thank you, Father God, that you ask us to come to you who are burdened with heavy hearts, broken hearts. And I thank you, Jehovah Rapha, that you are our healer, that you are our mighty healer, you who heals hearts. God, I thank you for healing us. I thank you for healing every person at the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that you will send forth your ministering angels to minister them, God. I thank you, Lord, that you shall that you will come for comforting them, Lord. I thank you that tonight or today, whatever time they are listening, that you will continue to comfort them, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for seeing about your children. I thank you for excelling the angels you've assigned to them in strength, God, to really help them in this time, God, to minister them. I will welcome you, Holy Ghost. I welcome you as you are our counselor, our help. God, I help meet Holy Ghost. I welcome you into the lives of us right now to help us through. Through these these times of deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for in awakening the intercessors of those at the sound of my voice to pray for them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for bringing them to this podcast. And I pray, God, that they that you have awakened their ears to hear as the learned. I pray, God, that they will hear and that they will receive, God. I pray, God, that every seed, every blessed seed, God, to, to, to um, invoke a harvest of forgiveness and blessings and fruit, let it and fruit and, and, and um, righteousness, let it not be choked up. I pray, God, that you will raise a standard against anything that will try to come against them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray God that as they have cried and wept, I thank you that you are a merciful God. And today we pray for your mercy and your grace that you are mercy. Your mercy holds no bounds. Your grace is sufficient. I thank you that you are patient with us. I thank you that you know the hearts, God. And I pray that everyone at the sound of my voice that you will examine our hearts in the name of Jesus and deliver us from all evil, from everything that's detestable for you, from um, to you, Lord. I pray, God, that any stench, God, that you will replace it with a sweet 
aroma in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, the, the aroma of frankincense and myrrh will fall upon the women and men that are listening right now. I pray, God, that in this time that as you are making them vulnerable in this moment to come to you lord i thank you lord i I thank you for removing all distractions i bind every spirit of distraction that will try to come and hinder their alone time with god their moment of with god their their moment of repentance with god in the mighty name of jesus i ask you god that i bind the spirit of fear from entering in them as they go forth that even as they cry, let them understand that it is tears of deliverance. That even as the pain may rise up, let them understand that it won't be like the last time for they are giving it to you. You who can heal us righteously and whole, but we cannot heal ourselves. And so, God, I thank you for this. I thank you, Father. I thank you for for being with us always and all days. I thank you for being all-knowing. I thank you that... You love us even when you see the ugliness, even when you see the evil. God, yet you still love us and yet you still see about us. You still leave the 99 and come back to us. Even when we have tried to make our bed in hell, you still pulled us out. Even when the marriages, there are some marriages, Father God, where... They were on their way to separation or divorce. There were some marriages where the enemy was tormenting their husbands, making it seem like their wives were less than. But God, I thank you that today you are a God of restoration. And I pray, God, that every demonic voice shall be shut. I pray, God, that every woman who is um. I'm one and praying that their husband's heart be changed, God. I pray that their hearts be changed in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that every woman who keeps trying to figure out why they're being so angry and so mean, why they can't be nice to their spouse, I thank you, God, for changing their heart right now, right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you will take the stony heart and replace it with a heart of flesh in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you love us so much that you are our first father, our first husband, our first healer, our first provider, our first protector. You are Lord over all of our lives and I thank you, God. I thank you for loosening your healing angels everywhere where they are in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus from the crowns of the heads to the soles of the feet. Let every wickedness be bound. Let all witchcraft be bound. Father God, let all hurt be bound. Let all pain be bound. Let all torment be bound. And I speak this in the name of Jesus through the authority that you have given me, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for covering every person off the sound of my voice, that they will not be used for evil knowingly or unknowingly, that they will not be, and nor will they be mistreated knowingly or unknowingly. I thank you for showing us who you have called us to be, showing us the self-worth in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are that awesome and mighty God. I thank you, Father God, for blessing them. I thank you for blessing those. I thank you for blessing their homes and all that pertains to them. I thank you, Father God, for supernatural visitation. And I thank you that all plans of the enemy shall perish. I thank you that all wicked shall perish. I thank you that today, today, tonight, Father God, I thank you for covering them. I thank you for the grace and mercy, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you that the blood of Jesus still speaks on our behalf. I thank you that the blood of Jesus is on our side. And I thank you, God, for breakthroughs, miracles, signs, and wonders. Let this not be another episode where they listen and not do. Let them be hearers and doers of the word in the name of Jesus, God. I buy every lying spirit, every spirit of stagnation, every spiritual apathy, every spirit of slothfulness, that they will do the work because they diligent and let them, because as they diligently seek you, let them diligently do what you've called them to do in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you will keep their minds on you. You who give perfect peace in the name of Jesus. So as you have called them into a heart of repentance, let them repent humbly in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for being God amongst us. And we seal this with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm happy for all of us, you know. I really am. Forgiveness is you know it is i mean truthfully it is a gift forgiveness is a gift y'all it is a gift it's something that you know it helps us it saves us it blesses us you know truthfully vengeance is not ours vengeance is the lord's so we don't even really need to worry about oh if somebody's going to get theirs it's not about that we're going to focus on what god has for us and forgive those and trust and, and be thankful that god has forgiven us you know Now, if this has blessed you, 
please, <laughs> please do me a favor and share, share, share. <laughs> um, I know this um podcast is. I know it's on. Um, if if you have an uh, Apple, you know the the podcast app. If you have an Apple phone, the podcast app, the iPhone. I know you can find me on that. Wifely wisdom. I know I'm on Spotify, um, Anchor, Google Podcast. Just so many different ones, and so. I just, I'm thankful for you guys. I love y'all. Really, I, I really do. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then it's time. Um, with everything that, as I pray, everything that we're doing for unforgiveness, you want to, you know, you have to give your life to God. You know, that's the only way it's going to make sense. That's the only way it's going to work. You want to give your life to God. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray for you. And I just want you to repeat after me and feel free to email me at wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com. Um, for any, uh, questions, concerns, comments, prayer requests, I'm always here um glory to god and so let's let's go so this is for all who um who have not accepted god as jesus as their lord and savior so just repeat after me lord jesus for too long i've kept you out of my life i know that i'm a sinner and that i cannot save myself no longer will i close the door when i hear you knocking by faith I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, for all those who have just accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the heavens applaud you, God applauds you. Um, I'm thankful for you. And for those who this blessed you, I'm so glad. I'm excited for what God is doing for your life. If you have any testimonies, email me. And once again, if anyone came into your spirit as we were talking, share it with them. That could be God telling you they need to hear it. <laughs> so share it with them. Um, and that's about it, y'all. I love y'all. And that's real in real life. Take care.